And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Yes, Luke Smith from Envision is with me in the studio once again. And we're here to talk all sorts of money matters once again because money matters. It does. It's exactly a play right. on words, isn't it? Yes, it is. I like it. You're far too, far too quick on a Friday afternoon uh, for me, mate. No, I don't know about that. But <laughs> it, yeah, speaking of quick, I mean, how quick has it uh, passed this, this week? It's oh, just gone by. You know what? It's been a great week. We've all been able to get to work this week. There hasn't been an accident on Gungarland Drive. That's a nice change. Talking about quick, everybody should just pump the brakes on that place. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, I think I think there was actually an accident on Gungalan Drive. Was there? Probably not when you were there. Right. Just, well, you, yeah. you, just, you were just lucky enough to miss it. Yeah, well, that's that's rare because yeah. normally I'm doing six kilometres down there and wondering uh, what's happened. Yeah, no, it, one of those things, and that and the Parkway, and oh. yeah, it's just there's always something going on, isn't there? Exactly. Exactly. We're here today to address this very important question: Why do you need an enduring power of attorney? And I guess the place to start with that is, first of all, what exactly is a power of attorney and why does it need to be enduring? Well, and I think that's probably a great starting point. Um, An enduring power of attorney is simply a document that you sign to give permission to others to act on your behalf. It's not part of your will. A lot of people come in and go, I've got a will. Have you got an enduring power of attorney? Yeah, it's in my will. That's a bit like saying you're going to peel open a banana and find a kiwi fruit inside. So a will is a will, an enduring power is an enduring power of attorney. A will passes your assets on your death. An enduring power of attorney is a document that gives legal permission to somebody that you've nominated to act on your behalf while you're alive in the event that you don't have capacity. So that could be medical, that could be an accident. It can also be that you're simply just not here. So one of the examples that I use regularly is if the phone at home is in my name, for Mm -hmm. example, and my wife is busting to ring Telstra and absolutely give it to them for something stupid, they won't talk to my wife because the phone's in my name. But she can send an enduring power of attorney to Telstra and then have free reign to give it to them as hard as she wants. It could also allow parents to give access to a bank account if you're travelling. If something needs to be done, you could give access to a bank account that your kids could draw money from for A, B and C. And that was a situation for me when I was younger because my parents worked overseas for a number of years and we had an enduring power of attorney in place that allowed us to go into the bank and sign and take money out of our parents' account because they just weren't here to do it. So it's not that it has to be as a result of just losing capacity. It's something that I think is a very flexible and very powerful document that I would always rather people have and not need than need and not have. Always the way, isn't it? Yeah. I guess it's important to point out that there's there's a regular power of attorney and there's an enduring power of attorney. And the regular one is not enduring. Exactly. Uh, So the point of an enduring power of attorney is what? Well, it's... it's Think about it like the, the 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 top of the pops Ferrari. It's got all the bells and whistles, all the features. And then Ferrari might have a couple of other models that don't have all the bells and whistles and you don't need all the features. An enduring power of attorney just covers everything. You can have a financial power of attorney. You can have a medical power of attorney. In different states, it may be called different things. You may need to consider guardianship under a separate document. And that's where getting great legal advice is hugely important in this space because this isn't my wheelhouse but it's something that I endure (laughs) 
to make sure people actually have mm-hmm. um, and, and make them aware of the power of it because I often say to people, have you got one of these? Oh, yeah. we've been meaning to do that since the kids were born. Oh, how old are the kids? Oh, they're 40. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and, and I guess I've got an obligation to make sure that in the event that they need to take their money out of super, for example, being married means nothing in the eyes of the law. So mm-hmm. a super fund is not going to allow a spouse to sign a withdrawal form for their partner without providing an enduring power of attorney because being married means nothing under the CIS Act in relation to flexibility or control over your assets. Now, I have spent a lot of time hanging around with lawyers, Mm. and the reason it's called an enduring power of attorney is because it endures Mm. even after you cease to have capacity, Mm. whereas a regular power of attorney does not. There we go. You see? Love it. Uh, And that's why it's important to have the enduring Mm. one because you're planning for that time in your life when maybe you can't make decisions for yourself. Yeah, and that for me is always the starting point. The other thing I stress here is this is not a document for old people. And no offence to old people listening, but... It, it, it's not well, a document. It is a document for old people, but not only old people. Well, it's for everybody. And and that's exactly what I was trying to articulate <laughs> is I have people come in and I say, oh, have you got power of attorney? Oh, I have it for my mum. I have it for my dad. Yeah, but do you have it for each other? Oh, no. Mm. Because of that assumption that you only need it when you're old. For exactly the examples I've just given, everybody should have one. And, and I liken it, again, it's probably a bad analogy, but a lot of the lads that come into my office understand this. It's, I, I refer to it as a legal mobile phone, just to be a little tongue-in-cheek and not to discount the severity of you know the need for this thing. But if you've just played golf and you're six beers deep and your wife rings and says, can you come home? You just want to drop your phone in a beer. But if you run out of petrol and you ring your wife or your partner and say, hey, can you come and bring me some fuel? You're really glad you've got a mobile phone. This is exactly that from a legal standpoint. If something bad's happened and they're rushing you into hospital and say, oh, we need to perform this op- this operation, can you sign for your husband? Sure. No dramas. Now, you can still choose to say no. Depends how much you love your husband, right? That's fine. <laughs> but you'd rather wa- be able to use that, that document and have it in a drawer than be rushing under a time of existing duress mm. to then have to make decisions. And, and that's the thing about an enduring power of attorney. If you've already lost your capacity to be responsible for your own decisions, it's too late. Correct. Because you can't sign the enduring power of attorney. And the reason that it's something that's appropriate for everybody at every age is because you might have a road accident tomorrow. You don't know that's going to happen. You can't plan for it. But you can be prepared for it by having the enduring power of attorney in place to make sure there is somebody there who can manage affairs on your behalf if you should suffer the worst. Yep, and that's exactly why I sort of stress or inquire into its its existence because – it's something that I find a lot of people are meaning to get to. I find a lot of people as well don't know where to go to get it um, and don't understand how you get it and what's involved. Now, you need to be over the age of 18 to accept yep. that that power of attorney. You can't give that power to minors. Um, so not only do you have to give that power of attorney to somebody, they need to sign and accept it. And that's yes. the creation of the, the, the document that brings that power to life. And that needs to be done by... Um, a family solicitor. I understand in in some situations that um, a justice of the peace can sign. There is a, a, a off the shelf version of an of, of a power of attorney. So if you you cannot get to um, a, a family lawyer to get that done, there is a 
there is an off-the-shelf version of this. Now, I don't know where to get it, but mm. probably any any Law Society website will be able to tell you where to go. Best to consult a lawyer if you can. And and that's what I mean. So if, if you absolutely can't, something is generally better than nothing. Yes. Um, you also need to make sure that you consider interstate issues. Does my power of attorney af- apply Australia-wide? Yeah. Because we live in a, in, in a country where we've got little countries inside a country. And Queensland has different laws to New South Wales. It has different laws to Adelaide, West Australia, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, great legal advice can ensure that it's worded in a way that would be applicable because if you have assets in New South Wales, an investment property in Queensland, uh, a beach house in Adelaide, and shares registered in Melbourne, you want to make sure that you have control over all of those things because for me as an advisor, having liquidity all of the time is vitally important when – You've retired and you need to fund your life, have access to funds, buy and sell things. And having an enduring power of attorney is good because I don't always see people come in with jointly owned assets all the time. He might come in and own a house. She might come in and own a house. And because it's individually owned, being in a partnership, being in a, in, in, in a marriage, being de facto, doesn't give you legal permission to sign for the other person. So this is a great example of where an enduring power of attorney is great because if you did need to sell a house, for example, to pay for medical treatment, put you into a nursing home, put you into a care facility, to do anything you need to do, and that person can't sign for themselves, you've got a huge headache that you can avoid very easily by having a document like this, pull it out, sign for that individual, sell a house, get the cash, give them the medical care that they need buy them the amendments or the, the, the renovation to the house because you need ramps and bars and whatever it may be, yeah. right down to a simple, I need $50,000 out of his or her super fund. Okay, you can sign an enduring power of attorney to pull that money out where the member of the fund can't. Again, we're just trying to ensure as much liquidity and simplicity generally at a time where you are already under huge amounts of duress and pressure because of events like you said before you've had a car accident completely out of your control completely unplanned for but you need to be able to react and be nimble and that's why i you know i think this is a very very powerful topic that a lot of people should sort out and have leave in a drawer and 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 never need but but know that they have it just in case so what happens uh, if somebody's been given a power of attorney and uh, they start doing things with your assets that you don't want them to do? <laughs> well, and again, this is where you need to, you know, they, people say to me all the time, oh, well, who should act for me? Who should mm. I? Well, you need somebody that you can trust because you are giving them legal permission yeah. to act, transact, withdrawal and do things as if they are you. Yeah. So don't don't take this giving of the power lightly. It's a very, very serious decision because you're right. They could walk into a bank, sign a withdrawal form, produce that power of attorney, and they actually haven't – again, I'm not a lawyer, but I wouldn't see that they've done anything wrong where they have that permission. Yeah. So you, you need to be mindful of what you're doing because not only is it good for when you need it, it can also be good for when you're travelling or, you know, in that example I gave of my situation as a kid. But – not everybody's situation is the same. Um, so make sure you understand what you're doing. And this is where going and seeing a family lawyer is, is very, very powerful because they can give you all of those out-of-the-box scenarios. And they would have seen a plethora of them yes. where somebody's done this and I saw someone do that and it's good to know and good to understand 
and, and good to educate not just you but the people you're giving the power to. Yeah, I, I think that's perhaps the most critical piece of advice. See a lawyer because, oh, for sure. because this is a legal instrument. For sure. It's not just a, a, a wish list. It is a yep. legal document, so you must see a lawyer. But uh, aside from that, what are the key considerations people should keep in mind about a power of attorney? Yeah, so if you don't have one, nobody else can sell your assets. Nobody else can withdraw the money from your super fund. So you've put you've put barbed wire around your asset base when you may need to make lump sum withdrawals, sell assets, realise capital, um, and and facilitate transactions. You need it to be able to start an income stream. You need it to be able to access money to pay bills. You need to be able to use it in some situations to gather information. You might just want to ring up and find out about something in somebody's name, for a, a partner, for example, <clears throat> and without giving out that in, that that document, people won't give you that permission or, or grant you that authority to collect the data that you need. Um, I think it's also very important that you need to be over 18 to, to accept that power of attorney and, yep. and to give it. So, you know, you're not giving it to children that can be, you know, 15 turning six or well, that's actually <laughs> probably the new 35 is 18, but, you know, mm. that's a topic for another show. Um and, and, and again, keep in mind that, as you've just touched on there, they do have permission to do things with your assets, your money, and your properties. That is not wrong. Mm. So understand the power. Yes. And, and I think that's the key word in this, this section of, of, of today is the power of this document, the power of this authority. And, and what they are actually able to do so that you can't ever go, oh, I didn't know that was the case. Mm. I thought it was just this. Don't ever assume. Yeah. Find out, ask, and get good advice. Yeah, absolutely. See a lawyer. Yep. And if you make a choice to grant an enduring power of attorney, make sure it is an individual whom you absolutely trust. Yeah, and the other thing is, as well, people may not realise this, you can give different permissions to different people. Yes. You might have two kids. This kid's great financially. This kid's great medically. Mm. Right. I'll give you power to do this. I'll give you power to do that. Because if I get it the other way around, mm. um, I, I could be in trouble. So you can also allocate those powers. And again, get great advice. It'll make a world of difference. Absolutely. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today. We're talking about why you need an enduring power of attorney. So Luke, what are the key tips people should keep in mind? Yeah, look, and this was a funny one. I was chatting to a mate of mine, Dom, the other day and, and I was saying to him, you need to get one of these for your mum before she loses her mind. And he said, well, you know, what's the measure of lost a mind? Because I reckon most of our parents, if you, pu <laughs> if you push them on it, you know, maybe they are, maybe they aren't able to give the power. But, you know, you touched on it really well before the ad break is don't leave it too late because if you can't grant the power of attorney because you have lost capacity, it's gone. Yeah, you don't you know? get that opportunity again. Exactly. So have it and not need it, mm -hmm. then need it and not have it, you know, which is which is great. It's not just an old people's document. You know, I can't stress that enough. We said before the break again, people come in, I said, oh, have you got a power of attorney? Oh, I've got one for my mum and dad. Mm -hmm. And they're saying that at 60, but yet they don't have one for themselves. So just realise that you need somebody to be able to act in your best interests, whether you're sick, whether you're healthy, whether you're here, whether you're not. Um, they need to be over the age of 18. They need to accept the power and have it formally created in the document. Go and see a family lawyer for that. It'll be the best money you've ever spent. Consider who's going to act for you and their ability to do so. If you've got one kid that's very medically minded, you might say, well, 
you look after that side and, hey, you look after this side financially, or if they can both do both roles, that's great. But just know that you can allocate roles to people. You don't have to just give carte blanche permissions yeah. as the default option. Um, I find a lot of people aren't aware of that. Yeah. And, and remember that being married means nothing in the eyes of the legislation for you to be able to sell an asset, for you to be able to pull money out of a super fund, for you to be able to start a pension and do any other sort of financial transaction where you need to make a legal decision for somebody that doesn't have capacity. Being married yeah. or in a de facto relationship means nothing. No, and that's an important point that uh, sometimes people might also make a similar assumption if they're the parent of somebody uh, who yes. finds themselves in trouble Great and one. they assume that because you're mum or dad, you automatically have yeah. the authority yeah. to manage things on behalf of your offspring and yep. you actually don't. No, exactly right. So, again, there's I had one you know a couple of years ago where he came off a bike, smashed his head, um, didn't have a, a, a partner, so was was a single lad, um, and mum was trying to sort things out. Now, luckily, he'd given mum and dad permission prior to the accident, but without it, you, you can't get money out of super. You can't sell a house, even if you're trying to sell the house to move into a you know full care facility. You, you still don't have legal permission to do so. So that's a that's a great example of one that we've sort of missed today that people really need to be aware of. Being a mum or a dad, a sister or a brother, anything like that means nothing where you assume that just because you're part of a family unit, you have permission to do things. You've got permission to smack bums. That, that doesn't, <laughs> no, you don't. That, doesn't that is against the law. <laughs> nah, look, nobody's above a good bum smacking. Um, but again, it's one of these assumptions that people make. Um, but I, I think if you go into this prepared, get organised, have it, and I, I'd always prefer people know what they're doing and understand from a lawyer than, than need it at a time of, of, of additional duress and pressure. Yeah, absolutely. So, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so 6260-4749. Um, that's the office number. Envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got all of the shows there on the on the podcast. We've got the Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money, on iTunes and Spotify. We've got the TikTok handle, the Strategy Stacker, and it's all detailed in the book in the estate planning section of Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning, available at all good bookstores, Dimmix, QBD, Harry Harthog, Amazon, and Booktopia. Absolutely. If you can't make it to the bookstore, just get it online. It's as simple as that. Yes, Amazon just restocked, actually, because they were sold out. So Fantastic. Go your hardest. Luke, thanks very much. We'll catch you again next Friday. See you next week. Luke Smith from Envision Financial, back in the studio at the same time next Friday on 2 C.